Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, sir, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Gatecast, episode 204. No Alan tonight. Why, you ask? Well, we're trying to get a couple more episodes in the can prior to the Christmas break. We are hoping, like last year, to have a few bonus episodes, but we really can't risk missing a week. I think it's been proven time and time again. If we don't stick to a schedule, we lose listeners, and we can't have any of that, can we? Thankfully, once again, Brad, our co-host, special guest star, will be joining us for this episode. Good morning, Brad. <laughs> I wouldn't say star. Uh, yeah, it's only five weeks till Christmas. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> and good morning, everyone. Yeah, what time is it for you? Uh, just went 5.25am. I woke up, stupid weather up, said it was supposed to be only getting down 17 degrees tonight, so we didn't light the fire and get up at only 7.5, so... Oh, that's a bit of a difference. Yeah, I had to rush to get him sitting here now in my bloody tracky pants and t-shirt because I'm freezing. <laughs> I completely forgot which episode this was. A lot of the season nine stuff. I remember when I got the DVDs, I watched the absolute life out of, and then um, they've been pretty much put down for the last year or so. Seemed to have thought this one was Insiders. <laughs> uh, the Battlestar what pinnies, I'm halfway through season three at the moment. Oh, you're doing well then. And loving it. Yeah. They've just um, discovered the eye of Jupiter. Ice has come back and they've got the baby on board, so some interesting things are going to start happening now. <laughs> you think? No, nah, enjoying it immensely. Brad does work unusual long hours, so being up at this time isn't such a chore as it would normally sound. Yes, yeah, so it was quarter past two for the last record, so I got a little bit of a sleep in today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've been trying to record this episode all week. Hopefully, you know, waiting for a time when both uh, myself and Brad were available and it never kind of worked out. But when you've got work, you've got to do the work. Unfortunately, again, five weeks from Christmas, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I finished watching Primeval New World today. Yep. Ridiculous amount of Stargate people in it. Is that a spin-off to the original Primeval series, or is it... A... Not a direct spin-off. Kind of um, more of the same. Yep, sort of like SG1 Season 9 and 10 without the... Extra name added. Whole different cast. Ah, oh, I remember when the first series came out. Sit down and start watching it, and I can see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the same fate now. It's on prime time, but as the numbers start dropping, it'll go from 8.30 at night to 9.30, then it'll push back to 11.30, next minute it'll be on one of the secondary channels and you'll never see it again. <laughs> Stargate Universe done it. Started coming out, I don't even think they got to the mid-season one two-parter before it got bumped somewhere else. SGU kept its time slot in the UK. Mm. Of course, that's on a paid channel, so ratings aren't that important once it's paid for a show. Well, like I say, if you get the chance to watch Primeval New World, I'd give it a go. I think you'd enjoy it. 
Hi, I'm Nukchas, the host of Nutty Bites. And hi, I'm Tech, Nutty's regular guest. Or antagonist. Our podcast is like a call-in show where geeks get to debate topics about speculative fiction. We don't really debate. Sure we do. We debate topics such as lame superpowers, the best villains, and our favorite apocalypses. We more like rant, rave, and then have massive nerd rages. People call in from all over the world, sometimes minor celebrities, and we've even had some supervillains show up. Do you ever notice that you never have any superheroes or good guys? I'm a good guy. Compared to what? Antagonist. Not really a guest. Nutty Bites. Nimlast.org. Right then, this week's episode, Ex Deus Machina. Look at that. I pronounced that right. Very good. (laughs) Or at least the same way the director pronounced it, which is all that matters. (laughs) Due Machina is, was it, God from the Machine. Hmm. I always thought it meant something along the lines of an extravagant plot device. (laughs) <laughs> there might be something yeah, else. used quite often, isn't it? Yeah. It does that air of mystery around it. What's it actually mean? No, it's happy-go-lucky or something, isn't it? God in the machine. Oh, God in the machine. Surprised I didn't use it later on in Atlantis. You find that there's, they always use it in dialogue somewhere. Oh, I can remember it in iRobot. Mm. Normally any movie that deals with artificial intelligence. Yeah. This is a, a Stargate HD1 episode. An interesting one, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. There are many fans of a certain system lord will be pleased to have him back for this episode. Yep. And fantasies will be going well. <laughs> if one ball is good, <laughs> two or three, well, hey. Especially when he turns his original voice on. <laughs> okay, we might as well jump right in. There isn't too much to be said. Are you ready then, Brad? Ready to go. Right then. Three, two, one, click. Previously on Stargate SG-1. And we're straight in with the previously... As spoken by Tilk. Yep. Yes, the uh, the warnings about Garrick. It's symbiote poison. The Trust launched at least two poison attacks against old occupied worlds after we took back the gate. And the Trust, so we're going back a bit with this. Mm. They're going to be covering a lot of ground. Yeah, all the way back to Endgame. Killed or captured. You think they have been taken as hosts then sent back to work? Oh, Gary Chalk. Colonel Chekhov. <laughs> pretty quickly that they belong to a top secret organization. Original thinking there. <laughs> yeah. We know that didn't work. Yeah, I hope these old guys get residuals for the uh, brief extracts. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the set of X-Files. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought when I saw it. This is a clip from the X-Files, I'm sure of it. And you're wondering, hey, what's going on here? What's the Jaffa running from? Mm. Without his staff weapon, that's a bit unusual. How's he running so fast in all that deal? <laughs> yeah, and there's not much clanking going on, is there? No. It's almost as if the armor was made out of cloth. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, nice, that was. That's not a glider. <laughs> no. <laughs> Believe it or not, the cameraman actually ran in front of that car as it was driving towards him to get that shot. Oh, dedicated. That isn't it, yeah. Makes you wonder if his deal should have hit the car harder, or if he fell over and hit the ground to start with, it would have been a lot harder to get up. Yeah, could they put a more metallic dent? Hmm. Right then, X Deus Machina, Season 9, Episode 7 of Stargate SG-1, the Gatecast Episode 204. This episode was directed by Martin Wood and written by Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully. And it's the US air date, August 26, 2005. And in the UK, November the 22nd, 2005. Canada got it December the 22nd, 2005. And I do not have a date for Australia. Surprisingly enough, there were no other episodes of this name. Huh. 
but translated, the French called it the Land of Asylum, the Italians the Several Lives of Baal, <laughs> Spanish the Clone God, and the Czech Retired God Return. That French one just gives it away, that's a massive spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back in the briefing room with the table that splits in half to allow for this television magic, as if the cameraman was standing in the middle of a table. Same last. Yeah, you gotta love the commentary, giving away little tips uh, like that. Mm. His presence on Earth is a mystery to me. He's found literally in the middle of nowhere, about three miles north of a little town called Edison, population 3012. The symbol on his forehead indicates that he was a servant of Lord Yu, many of whom now follow Garrick. And this show was originally titled Great Bowls of Fire. <laughs> that would have worked, wouldn't it? That would have so worked. You're with Chuck. Dr. Jackson, I want you to dig up all the information you can on Edison, Virginia. Colonel Carter will join you as soon as she's settled in. So, yield. Yep. Whoa, Sam, hey, come on, let me, let me give me a hand. Thank you. Carter's back. Yeah, Sam, what's your rank? You can get an airman to do that for you. <laughs> you can have your own private harem of indentured servants. Oh, I don't have heard of a hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even better. <laughs> they're an aeronautics firm headquartered in Bethesda. The Department of Defense is their biggest client. Yeah, it turns out that their plant in Virginia employed about 800 residents of Edison until it closed down six months ago. Now, it's located just outside of town and about a, about a mile and a half from where our dead Jaffa turned up. Really? That opening scene, was that filmed the same time as they'd done Runner? Same like, same similar setup. It does seem a lot to work just for that one scene, but mm. nothing was said about it. Power supply, 5,910 amps. No, it can't be. Someone got a little bit generous on the stencil work. (laughs) According to his wife, he left for a business meeting in Richmond, Virginia and never came back. Well, everybody's first thought will be shacked up with his secretary. That's very nice. Yeah, isn't it? Make no mistake, brothers. The Tok'ra only wish to meet with us because they fear us. We defeated the Goa'uld and took their motherships and strongholds. Now, we are our own masters. I needn't remind the Council that the Tok'ra did battle with the Goa'uld for just as many years. Their efforts were instrumental in securing our freedom. Kal-El, yes, you heard me, (laughs) is played by Simone Bailey. She's been in Battlestar, Good Luck Chuck, Marilyn and the Elwood. Then what do you suggest, Garrick? Oh, Garrick must be really annoyed every time Tilk appears. That's it, barge in the question, my my ladyship. If you want a seat at the Council, you should have took it. Exactly. Otherwise, go away. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, we finally have the opportunity to govern with authority and respect. Years ago, that seemed unthinkable. But now, we are in a position to help others who are in need of our support and guidance. Why should we help them? How about because it's the right thing to do? This one do not disturb sign on the council door. <laughs> Uh-oh. Granted, this is probably what Jack could do, but... Oh, yeah. It all does look happy. <laughs> Outsiders are not permitted to address the council. <laughs> Whoops. Perhaps you should have told him that beforehand. Yeah, the five easy steps of Jafar Council on the way there. Yeah. You're an observer. Just watch. I caution you all. We have fought too long and too hard to entrust our future to the Tok'ra. Or the Tauri, for that matter. Brothers and sisters, I suggest we bring this assembly to an end. Let us consider what we've discussed and reconvene in the morning. Very well. When they were filming this, Lou Gossett Jr. was feeling very unwell. He ended up going to hospital with blood pressure problems. Eventually, his scenes were shot over three days to allow for his health. Pretty sure there's only 
one or two episodes more than he's in. Doesn't last much longer. A word. <laughs> Teal'c. Welcome back to the Kata. Your presence is sorely missed. What the... draws you away from your... towery home? Our Jafar was discovered on Earth. Dead. Oh. Strange. What the... what has that got to do with me? He was a servant of Lord Yu's, and I assumed a follower of yours. Well, it may be. But, uh, I don't seem to recognize him. You all look the same to me. Yeah. Do I know what he's doing on Earth? <laughs> you always worry about when your enemy is being polite. Yep. My obligation to the council requires my presence elsewhere. I'm sure you understand. High technology Polaroid there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> At times, the SGT are remarkably backward. He's just so untrustworthy. Yeah. Okay. This scene was originally written to be shot in the home of Sheila Jameson, the wife of the missing CEO. Again, the budget restrictions meant ended up being shot in the little diner. Cheaper to the diner for the day, but it wasn't to shoot it. How's it? Well, it, it could be a standing set. Oh, yeah. Never actually said. You've got to understand, Alex has always been incredibly focused when it comes to his job, and at first I just assumed he had a lot on his plate. If you look behind Daniel's shoulder, that Kenny Gibbs, the props guy, and next to him is Martin Wood, the director. So I hired a private investigator and I had him followed. And what did the investigator find out? I'm not sure exactly, but a couple of days after accepting the job, he quit, returned all of my money, and strongly suggested that I drop the matter. Hell, you never know, episode of Smallville or something shooting next door if this set already built. Yeah, quite possibly. Need to borrow it for ten minutes. Or more like two or three hours of TV time. Yeah, Shilton Crane is playing Sheila Jameson. She's been in Fringe, Supernatural, The Killing and the 4400. I offered them to the police, but they didn't think the photos were pertinent to their investigation. My husband wasn't having an affair. But he was clearly involved in something that he wanted to keep secret. Do you mind if we hold on to this? No, go ahead good of the PI to give up the photos. Mm. If he was scared for his life, I'd be shredding them. Well, it's scared for his life, wasn't going to take payments, so why would you why would you have anything? Yeah, in fact, if you'd been threatened, you'd probably, you know, they'd be demanding any evidence you had. Mm. He still refuses to speak. The prisoner is strong. And Martin Wood wasn't very happy with this shot because the floor looked so fake. Sand against the walls. <laughs> Uh, the Jafar is Yat Yeh, played by Gardner Miller, Canadian actor. And I like the way he does the scene. He's a little disgusted that he's been given the pain stick. Hmm. Garrick, of course. <laughs> no mercy. Yeah, you can tell he's got morals. There we go, Mr. Jameson. The Russian dude that got away with Anubis back in Lockout. Oh, yeah. I always thought it was Anubis. <laughs> Until later on when he's actually laying on the ground, supposedly out cold, and you can see it's actually the other guy. Yeah. It is hard to recognise from the little black and white picture. Mm. A nondescript office building with inspirational military posters dotted about the wall. Just to give it that uh, corporate military flavour. Colonel Carter? Charlotte Mayfield, VP here at Farrell Marshall. How can I help you? How oh, addressing. Yep, nice. <laughs> yeah, Vice President of Looking Hot. Yep. 
Officially, yes. But we went by to check it out, and it looked like it had been cleaned out very recently. I'm not sure what you're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Oh, yeah. Throw in the jello. <laughs> Charlotte Mayfield is played by Sonia Saloma. She's been in Special Unit 2, The Andromeda, The Killing, Supernatural, and V. I remembered her from being a star of The Collector, Canadian Supernatural series. Anyone from Farrell Marshall have reason to go there? According to his wife, Alex Jameson was on his way to Richmond, Virginia, when he went missing. We've cooperated with the local authorities on Mr. Jameson's disappearance. You may want to consult with them. Who was Mr. Jameson meeting with that day? I'm sorry. Company policy prevents me from discussing that with you. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get anything out of us, Sam. No. Your CFO is missing. You even got in the door. Really, she is, because in these days, the corporations are damn sight more powerful than the military. The Air Force colonel turns up out of the blue. Yeah, even if you have defence contracts, you still... Well, it's not you. They only have to be because they know they're doing something other than contract. Or to find out what she knows. If you have any further questions, feel free to fax them to the head office. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself, boys. <laughs> Got the boot on, too. Well, they are practical, sensible, and they'll never go out of fashion. And so it's still a mystery, you know, what's going on here. Wait for it, lads. Wait for it. You can be sure that's not the end of it. Of course not. We've only just begun. There you go. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yes. Hello. Pinstripes, love the tie. Yep. And, of course, that is Bolt. He is the gold. He has good taste. Although the security room seemed a little bit redundant. They only have one camera per monitor. <laughs> Pretty much undercover, so they couldn't draw too much attention to themselves. Yeah, just a little surveillance for him or something. Uh, walk and talk. This was Martin Wood's first scene with Bow Bridges. Surprising, seven episodes in. These were filmed a bit out of order. Yep. Now, all the individuals we've managed to identify so far are major players in the areas of business and high finance. Very powerful, very influential, and in the case of these two, very missing. Missing? Of course, percentage-wise, Martin Wood ended up working more on Atlantis despite spending more time on SG-1. Coincidentally, around the same time we managed to destroy the Osiris ship. You see a possible Gould connection here? Well, we already know that sometime last year the Gould successfully infiltrated the Trust. And that the Trust has connections to government agencies and corporations worldwide. There's a good chance we didn't get them all. And if that's the case, Gould are still on Earth. And they're gaining strength. <laughs> yes, we're using a lot of this, Ian, just to make sure you you know you're on Dakara and not just some uh, generic pyramid. And they've got palm trees from somewhere. Now, those columns look like they should be really heavy, but they don't really look it. No. Let me guess. They didn't know anything either. As Garrett grows stronger, fewer Jafar risk defying him for fear of retribution. We must leave the car and seek our answers elsewhere. The answers you seek are on Earth. Oh, I wondered where the voice was coming from then. Just <laughs> <laughs> after looking around. Do you hear that? It's always interesting to see which system lord they give to each free Jafar. Mm. He lost his life trying to secure Garrick's prize. Of what prize do you speak? Ball. Ball's honor. That is where he sought refuge immediately following his defeat in the battle for Takara. He has been there ever since. The whole get-up suits there, to be honest. Yeah. You're telling me a member of the Jaffa High Council claims that Ball has been here on Earth for the better part of the last nine months? Yes. I knew our immigration service was useless, but yeah. having a, an alien alien on the planet, that's a bit too much. You thought you got no information from the Tok'ra. Maybe they would have helped by now. Yeah. So the council member is either lying or she's a victim of bad intelligence. Well, not all bad, sir. 
They knew enough to look for Ball at a trust-operated facility. If you were on Earth, that would be the best place to start. If the Jaffa genuinely believe Ball to be on Earth, they will continue to search for him. Yeah, the Jaffa knew a hell of a lot more. <laughs> but what are you going to do about it? Exactly. We're going to speak harshly with them. We'll send you naughty letters. Yeah. <laughs> and we've, we've already shown that cargo ships can get past Prometheus. Mm. Should Garrick be successful, he would win the hearts of many undecided Jaffa, thereby assuring undisputed influence over the Council. So all we have to do is find Ball before they do. Yeah, but Garrick has a head start. Yeah, but this is your planet. Seriously. Mm. <laughs> you think Jameson was at the plant when they came looking for Ball? In which case, he may well have been captured. That does make sense. And now's when it clicked. That's that guy, not Anubis, because I'm thinking, well, why doesn't he just leave the body and go into him? Instant army. He has revealed Ball's location and the locations of his various shelters on Earth. You should never have invented such an effective means of torture. You see, this time Martin couldn't disguise the floor. Mm. He's not happy at all. Oh, no, that's oh. <laughs> oh, this is. Who would have thought you'd seen one of these land on a skyscraper? Mm. <laughs> Get them, lads. Fashion's air conditioning vents next. I don't know what they are. <laughs> oh, nice. One guy in the office. Then when you think about it, those dark blasters are going to keep on going through all those partitions. Yeah, because there's only cardboard. Yeah. You know. <laughs> See him for our person, 10 feet. Where is the false god, Ball? <laughs> he was originally supposed to be looking at some sort of bikini site. <laughs> Caught on board. <laughs> this whole scene was actually shot by Peter West. Not unusual to have second unit do a lot of the coverage. Yep. Especially when it requires a lot of setup. You've got both machine gun fire and uh, staff weapon blasts. You know, they should be cutting the place to pieces. Well, they're hiding behind a petition. <laughs> yeah. There are five floors above us. I know. We're leaving. Worse than the drape behind a car door. You better just lie flat on the floor. Yeah, I hope they all go over your head. <laughs> That's a 911 you really want here. <laughs> you should have gone home to your missus. Yep. And that SUV did not yield. No, I noticed the other one had the bonnet up too, so it wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> well, budget's tight these days. Hard to say, there was no bodies and all the security footage was missing. Witnesses? One, some guy who was working overtime, spent most of the firefight under his desk, but was able to provide a description of three individuals. Big, tattooed, chainmail pants. So it's either our Jaffa or Kiss is back on tour. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean anything except to the SEC, really. Yep. Or Kiss fans, as he said. <laughs> Although it's a far cry from some of the better worlds I've conquered in my days, this planet is not without its charm. That's, uh... In retrospect, oh. I'm actually glad we never succeeded in destroying it. That said, Earth is not without its drawbacks. The foremost being an alarming lack of privacy. My ships have been seized, my armies vanquished. I no longer present a threat to this galaxy. All I ask is to be left alone without having to worry about you, the Jafar, or any of my former enemies coming after me, so... Sounds different, the host voice. Not that impressive, really. No offence to Cliff Simon, but... <laughs> yeah, now you know why they do the whole voice thing. <laughs> they don't pray power in the other way. It's not that bad a deal, but unfortunately... 
his level of technology, even benign, he could take over half the world. Yeah, that's exactly right. The amount of information he has. Yeah. The war crimes or two, which he's done for. That background picture is taken from the Sutton Place Hotel roof, and it's a live video feed as well. Cliff Simon is just off camera in another room talking. If another attempt is made to capture me, I promise you the consequences will be most dire. Said it before, it works better than having a playback which the actors have got to react to. Yep. Can't they turn the lights on? You know, I know the base probably operates on a 24 hour cycle. I'm sure you're allowed to switch a, an extra couple of lights on. Said all the going in the power in the gate, don't worry about having a little light on here, are they? <laughs> the Prometheus has instruments which can detect Nakula from orbit, does it not? Yes, but so far the scans have come up empty. So it could be a bluff. Or Ball may have found a way to shield the bomb from our sensors. Bluffing or not, he's still a threat. As de facto head of the trust operations, he has the resources and capabilities to do a lot of damage, back with a bomb or not. So, problem number one. Yeah, you, you've got to admire the fact that, oh, by the way, I planted a big bomb. Yep. <laughs> when all else fails, big bomb. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a big bomb. No. If we go after him, we risk injuring innocent people. Not if we use the symbiote poison the Toker developed. We already know it won't harm human physiology. And with the right delivery system, nothing but net. Nice. I'll contact R&D, see what they can put together. They already have something to put together. You would have thought so. Hmm. Once it goes to Area 51, it kind of gets lost. Yeah, just as we've seen from other movies, just goes in the wooden yeah. box and goes shit. <laughs> Paperwork required to get something out, you know, inch thick, signed in triplicate, every page. And I'm guessing those Jafar aren't exactly kicking it back at the local Denny's. Plus, isn't it a long, stinky ride from Dakar in a cargo ship? Indeed. We've got a lot of other places in the cargo ship. It doesn't seem that far away. No, it doesn't really, does it? Especially if you're planning ahead of time. You can have all sorts in, you know, that storage room. Mm. All right. I'll send them out to look for the mothership. Colonel Mitchell, I want you and Tilt on board. Colonel Carter, Dr. Jackson, you coordinate with the NID. In the event they locate Ball, I want you there. I think the longest we've seen them in the cargo ships, Michael, six days when they went to Powernass. Maybe a week in it with a dozen burly men. Makes it a bit sticky. <laughs> no GR and whatnot. Here we go. Finally. <laughs> Band back. Took a while. Yep. <laughs> yes, I give in. <laughs> go on, slap it on his forehead. I was going to say, stick it on his forehead. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Velcro up, no, he's got his hair. <laughs> now, if they're all just wearing the same uniform, that's better. You got the general in the background. The Prometheus never really gets to go anywhere these days, does it? No. Should it really be that close to the Earth in orbit? I know it should be in orbit, but surely someone with a makeshift telescope's looking up at any given... Yeah, there's plenty of amateur astronomers, isn't there? Well, ships do not possess cloaking capabilities. Well, then, could we be looking for another type of craft? It is possible. Whatever the target ship, if it's out there, we'll find it. Ooh. Bad standings. Bad standings. Oh, God. What was the name of the same here? <laughs> Sam Shrunk. Well, I couldn't exactly have you guys catching a cab to the stake on that, could I? Agent Barrett. It's been a while since we've seen him. Played by Peter Fleming. He's uh, ended up being in six episodes of SG-1 and a couple of episodes of uh, Atlantis. Has a bit of a torch for Sam. Looks like we got him. That's a nice shot. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Even the sun shimmering off the side of it, like there's times you used to be able to see an international space station and that. And it's a lot smaller than that thing. <laughs> yeah, they've got to scour the uh, hull a bit so it doesn't reflect. 
It is possible, but unlikely. If Garrick believed Ball to be on Earth, he would undoubtedly establish a base of operations in planetary orbit. Great, so where is it? <laughs> Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> behind behind the moon. It's like that Monty Python sketch. Where is the soldier hiding? And there's one bush in the middle of a field. Right. Colonel Pendergast. Plot a course for the far side of the moon. Do it. Transformers. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the first place I'd look anyway? Yeah, if you go to Mars, go to Mars or something, it's only a 10-second jump. This van is actually on the set. It's literally half a van, so they can have the cameras on the other side. What's the situation? They're still inside from 1602. All the exits are covered. We're just waiting for the green light. Dr. Jackson, you go with Williams? Damn, left me alone. Awkward. Dick that P90s too. Always useful. What to say? What to say? Think of something. Break the ice. Have you been? Pretty good. You? Yeah, pretty good. Can't complain. What's new? Uh, let's see. I was leading R and D for a while there. Well, I never figured you're the type to settle for a desk job. I needed something with more flexible hours. Janet's adopted daughter Cassie was going through a hard time. Oh, I see. Spent some time on the Prometheus, away on deep space reconnaissance. Mm -hmm. Oh, helped stop a dangerous new enemy from getting a foothold in the galaxy. Yes, yeah, I heard about that. How's Pete? We broke up. Really? Obviously, the intel hasn't been working for him. <laughs> or else he does know, but yeah, he's got to get it to admit it before he can actually say anything. Yep. Admit it to yourself, then we can move on. <laughs> His favourite memory, when the house blew up and he jumped on her. How much time between now and Lost City? No, Lost City, what's the last one? B-Jed. Nah, Mobius. She's been away on deep space and research and done all these things and it's only been four episodes. Well, they were missing all summer as well. Oh, surprise, surprise. Hello. <laughs> lock on target. Target lock. Sir, we're receiving a communication from the mothership. Let's see it. Now, which do you think could win in a fight? How good are the uh, Prometheus shields without a ZPM? Withdraw, or we will be forced to defend ourselves. Sorry, we're not going anywhere. Oh, that's it. They've been building up to a one-on-one -on -one duel. Well, don't, don't think they ever get a one-on-one. -on -one. They were always outnumbered. This is our solar system. Seriously, guys. <laughs> it's only polite. Pick up your dog crap and get out of the backyard. <laughs> Come on, where are they? Abort. All agents aboard. What's going on? He's not inside. If we move now, we risk compromising the operation. This was shot in the uh, car park of the studios. Hence a big chain link fence behind him. <laughs> and surprisingly, you may recognise that uh, hotel. It's where Kinsey was shot. Ah. There's those damn knocklers again. <laughs> they don't do that. No, they don't. It's always been a puzzle, that has. First time I got to use a pair of binoculars, I thought, hey, hang on a minute. <laughs> Where's the little lines in the blinking right <laughs> Sam? It wasn't him. How do you know? Because he can't be in two places at once. Ball is across town right now doing a live television interview. What? Thank you. That's a very good question. My acquisition of Hamill Technologies and its subsidiaries is just a first step. Puzzled. How can he be there and there? A consolidation and a, a streamlining of what is presently a, a dissolute market. No doubt most of you have never heard of me before today. Well, I can assure you. But over the next few months, 
You will all get to know me very well. And I look forward to it. Body double? Maybe. We'll find out. And the TV monitors in the background are showing previously videoed footage of the street scenes, not live footage. Yep. This is Colonel Pendergast of the Earthship Prometheus asking you to stand down. Asking? No demanding. Don't show any weakness. But we will not withdraw our forces. Look, we know why you're here. Then you also know that I have no choice but to maintain my present position. Okay, FYI, we're not going to let you put any more men on the planet's surface. If you fire on our ship, we will defend ourselves. Yatir, hear me. You and your Jaffa are at a disadvantage, knowing neither territory nor its inhabitants. Allow us to assist you in apprehending Ball. We can both lay claim to his capture. Then all Jaffa can declare freedom and celebrate as one. I am afraid we are past the point where our differences can be settled so readily. I am sorry, Tilly. Damn, an honorable Jaffar. Mm. Uh. Meanwhile, they still got boots on the ground. Nothing we can do about that. He's trying to escalate it rather quickly. <laughs> like, we won't let you put any creeps on the ground. If you fight, we just said we were going to let you get past. <laughs> I imagine Garrick has given him pretty specific orders. Yeah. Come back with him or don't come at all, you'd imagine. Yeah, that doesn't look suspicious at all. <laughs> at least a crispy sticker on the side of it. Yeah, anything. You gotta be kidding me. Come on, we know where he is. We've got him. Yes, Ball has made it easier for us to pinpoint his location, but unfortunately, by going public, he's made it more difficult for us to take him down quickly and covertly. We make a move against him now, and we risk a media circus. Damn, we're not allowed to shoot him. <laughs> yeah, in another country, we wouldn't be worrying about it. No. We can blame it on terrorists or something. Yep. Okay. Okay, we'll stay. The General's consulting with the Pentagon to determine what our next move should be. If there is one thing Jafal values above all else, it is his pride. When the other council members discover that Garrick has not been completely forthcoming, they will turn against him and force his hand. Now, is that a narrow corridor or what? Mm. I've got the sneaky suspicion that's the same corridor that's in the SGC, but got false walls, so making it look a lot narrower. Yeah, it's got to cover the pipes and everything. Yeah. Our former enemies must pay for their crimes. This I promise you, and we will destroy them. It's useful how close the corridor is to Earth. Hmm. Well, that's it. He's gone home, changed out of his battle fatigues, and got into his Dakar getter. Yeah. You speak of honor, Garrick. Yet you disrespect this council by dishonoring it with your lies. I have not lied to this council. It is you that I have purposely misled. Ooh. Uh-oh. Fear that you committed to the call is suspect. Even as we speak, Garrick's followers are hunting Ball on Earth. Of this we are well aware. Damn. <laughs> Did you do it? So sooner, but I dared not, for fear that the elements sympathetic to the Tauri would learn about Baal's whereabouts. You dare question my loyalty? Your loyalty is not under question, Tilk. You have done more than anyone to help secure our freedom, and for that we are ever grateful. However... And by that, <laughs> I mean you. Yep. He literally has done more than anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, Torah ships prevent us from pursuing the enemy. Well, it's perfectly reasonable for a planet to say no foreign spaceships. Yeah. We're going to have to build that International Space Station a bit bigger to house a diplomatic corps and immigration <laughs> and everything. We need a cover story, though. That's it, Dil. You tell them. Their commitment was as unwavering as my own. And now you would repay them by surreptitiously stealing upon their world, putting their people to say nothing of the Stargate program at risk. I don't think they care whether the Stargate's a secret or not. No, it doesn't really matter to them, does it? 
rather than dishonor them by trespassing onto their world. Respect them enough to tell them the truth. Ask for their assistance in capturing Ball. They will help us. But, uh, will they? They are as determined to have Ball answer for his crimes as are we. But if they succeed... Then he will be brought before this council where he will face his proper punishment. You have my word. Again, just like previous scenes, this was shot over a number of days to take into account Louis's health issues. Yep. I imagine it's pretty hard work for the lighting guys and everything to get everything looking the same. So when it's edited together, it doesn't look different. Mm. I mean, Cameron had to move his arm every time he walked past the brazier. And he's a small guy compared to a lot of the Jafar. I wonder how many times he knocked one over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm on fire, bloody hell. <laughs> Oh, of course they went by gate. I, I was thinking they flew there in the Prometheus. <laughs> How many times have I seen this episode? Well, that's a bit suspicious, isn't it? From the site of the press conference directly to his present location, he took no evasive maneuvers, made absolutely no attempt to disguise his movements. Martin Wood was very pleased with this. He had a cameraman on the gate room floor and a cameraman in the control room, and they handed over, so this was one complete shot. Yep. Everybody up to date? We have a cruise missile prepped with symbiote poison and ready to launch on your command. General, I recommend we launch now. Maybe the last chance we get. What if he isn't bluffing about the Naquita bomb? Then we'll have stopped him before he has a chance to plan any more. We'll have to come up with a cover story. There's another live video feed. Sam and Daniel are just again in the other room. They talk loudly. They probably could hear themselves. <laughs> Each other, I should say. And the council? I merely promised he would be delivered if captured. If he is killed, then there is no difficulty. <laughs> nice lift of the eyebrow there. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Sneaky Todd. Looks a mild-mannered building on the outside, high-tech on the inside. Right, good work. What's news? Stargate Command intends to attack. How can you be certain? The humans that set up the trust were in a position to infiltrate much of the secure communications network employed by this government. How clever of them. One of the questions in the commentary was, uh, you know, how many people here are actually gwold? How many are just human trust members who are either helping them or just simply unaware of the fact that the leaders have been taken over? Yeah, well, she certainly lets out the hint that she's a gold as well. Uh, maybe she's just really into uh, powerful men. You honestly don't come much powerful than Baal. Yeah, but she referred to them as humans. Yeah. All of your strike on my location, and I will defuse the device. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely going to be trouble. Defy me, and this will be just the first of many such demonstrations. Convenient. <laughs> yes. 45 minutes. The building's being evacuated. Mobile units have been dispatched. When you're in a rush, use one of those panel vans. Yep. <laughs> It doesn't look altogether stable either, does it? No. <laughs> Agent Barrett, have your men tighten their perimeter around the compound. No one in or out. Daniel, once the missile hits, you'll have to go in and make sure we have a confirmed kill. Where, where are you going to be? Seattle. How the hell are you going to get there? <laughs> going up. <laughs> Prometheus. It's flying coach. And this next scene, when Amanda beams in, said that Peter DeLuise was always confused how Martin Wood got this scene to actually work. He actually considers it to be magic. <laughs> uh, lucky she didn't come in six inches lower, stuck in the floor. <laughs> Colonel Carter. Have you located the bomb? We're unable to get a fix on its location. Multiple signals. Is it possible there's more than one device? 
Well, we're not sure. Yes, whatever they're detecting, it's everywhere. Not taking any... Not even trying to hide, is he, by flying a, a cargo ship? No. Wipe the hard drives and destroy the equipment. I want nothing left. The Jafar, they found us. Time to go. Oh, that guy be saying, where's my flight jacket? Everyone else has got one on. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there an easier way to wipe all the hard drives and me stay behind pressing buttons? Yep. Sir, Dr. Jackson reports to FOD the target site. They've engaged the compound guards. <laughs> yeah, but they're not actually going to show the firefight, are they? No. They're not even going to hear it now. Nope. Nope, nope. not even going to see it. Nope, not going to see that either. <laughs> not even a bit of stock footage. Yes, sir. Launching Alpha 2. Sam is clever. She is clever, isn't she? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's like there's knackwood everywhere. How old is this building? One's brand new. It just went up last month. Give me a secure line to Stargate Command now. <laughs> Sir, I've got Colonel Carter. Colonel, did you find the bomb? Sort of. What's that supposed to mean? Readings indicate the entire superstructure of the building is laced with Naquita. It was built that way. Ball's been planning this for a long time. I'm not sure I understand, Colonel. The bomb isn't in the building, sir. The bomb is the building. He must have been doing. you got to admire that, haven't you? Oh, dear. Look, he's been there for nine months. You'd think he'd have to take a month or two to get his power, get in there. And... Perhaps it'd only take one ghoul to go to the concrete place, you know, and throw in some Naquita... <laughs> into the mix. I'd love to know the cover story. Oh, yeah. Sam, that Nakoda ain't gonna go up on its own. There's gotta be a detonator there. I agree, but it could be anywhere. Inside a wall, under a floor, we'd never find it in time. How much progress have you made on the evacuation? We've cleared a five-block radius, but when this thing goes off, a five-mile radius isn't gonna be enough. There's not much you can do about that now. I'll contact Prometheus. Have them beam you and your team out of there. Wait, that's it, Prometheus. Sergeant. Sir. Patch me through to Colonel Pendergast. Cam, what can I do for you? I need a little help moving. Five mile deep crater in the middle of Seattle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they got rid of a skyscraper hospital, actually, in Doctor Who, whole of London saw it happen. It left all the gas pipes and water pipes and everything just lying bare. Now, to be honest, I do not believe this is possible. No. Within the boundaries of what they've set down in the show. Power requirements alone. Yeah. Even Thor, I don't think, could pull this off. No. But it's good. I'll give him that. Stay out of the box. It worked. That is a nice explosion. And look at that. The shields took that. Yeah. No problem whatsoever. Yet a little 10 metre block, Stargate. Yeah, the brushed against side of it. <laughs> Crippled it. Okay, there is now a big hole in downtown. Where was it? Seattle. Seattle, yeah. Oh, again, Tilk on a roll and he's going to get his uh, knees chopped out from underneath him. The old ways will no longer serve us. Garrick's ways are not the ways of the future. <laughs> That's it. Let him talk. Let him talk. Yeah. Dig a deeper hole for yourself. He's an expert politician, Garrick is. How dare you step foot in this council chamber? Why should I pause to return? Tell me, Tilk. Because you disregarded my warnings. Because your rash actions not only allowed Ball to escape, but caused the lives of many of our brothers. They did not die in vain. <laughs> Bloody hell. 
Damn, look at your face. <laughs> you almost feel sorry for the guy. Yep. My rash actions were necessary, I'm sure you'll agree. Yes, you may muse about what might have been. But the fact remains, it was my men who captured the ball. Enjoy your short-lived taste of freedom. Defy into the end. You were bought slaves. And slaves, you will die. You're probably better trying to provoke him into killing him rather than torture him. Well, that's it. It's a quick death. Yep. <laughs> Very quick death. Been a long time since we've heard that music. Mm. Very fitting. You've lost Dilk. <laughs> that saves a few bob on a puddle. <laughs> Ball did not escape. He was captured by Garrick's forces. We've got a surprise for you, Tilt. Yeah. You may or may not be happy. He was dragged into the council chamber and executed before my very eyes. There is no doubt. Tilk, we secured Ball's compound and searched the premises. In the basement, we discovered a lab containing equipment and data related to genetic replication. It's very possible the Ball you saw die in Dakara was just a clone. The real Ball could still be out there. So he didn't push enough buttons and delayed enough at fault. <laughs> <laughs> no. It'd been easier to just obliterate the building altogether, wouldn't it? Mm. Where are you going? Set the timer and go. To take a much-needed rest. Don't you think you should go back to Dakara? Let those Jafar know the truth? No. To reveal this at this time would seem little more than an attempt to tarnish Garrick's hard-fought victory. Tilk. It's the truth. Regardless, they will not listen. For the time being, their hearts belong to Garrick. They're a bit surprised about Tilk's reaction. And this Tilk beyond his years, this is Braytac training. Yep. Nine years ago, Tilk would have been going back. He would have been dragging the evidence back there with him. Yeah. At present, there are more questions than answers in the events surrounding the gas line explosion that claimed the Halcyon Tower in downtown Seattle. A nice touch. Bring Julia Donovan back, played yep. by Kendall Cross, for a, I think it's a, a third or fourth appearance on the show as the reporter. Yep. <laughs> hey, oh, and I love that T-shirt. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Two for the price of one. Surrounded as it was by taller high rises, there were no eyewitnesses to the building's destruction. No one saw or heard the explosion. And we wondered why Ms. Mayfield stayed around. Mm. I bet she doesn't get much rest. <laughs> Over six hundred channels and nothing to watch. Okay, which is which? <laughs> Like they've made themselves at home. Yep. Think I'll turn in. We have a big day ahead of us tomorrow. Bum bum ba. Yep, he's <laughs> going to bed too. Oh no, gotcha. Nope. <laughs> now when we're to zoom, that is the ball. Mm. But do we really know? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, as I said, great balls of fire. That. Oh god, why didn't they use that title? Well, hey, well some way to get the ball name in there. Yeah. All of fun or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a fun episode. I enjoyed that. Mm. You had a bit of everything. Uh, lots of action. Well, I say lots of action. Not that much action, but it was non-stop. Loved the firefight with the uh, Jaffa <laughs> on the office building. <laughs> it's different. I think it definitely shows why a lot of the military do not favour long-barrelled weapons in confined spaces. One of the reasons the P90 was invented and the M161A, shorter barrels, easier to manoeuvre. The Jaffa were at a distinct disadvantage. Mm. Yeah, well, that's it, running around an office block with six foot long weapons. Keep bumping into it and everybody, you know, everybody running into each other. End up the guys beside you. 
And of course, there was tilt. You think in big picture now, there's no point uh, facing Garrick while he's at his most powerful. Yeah. You know something he doesn't, and that is power. So let's go and have a kit. Mm. Back to the probable beaming. Well, they've made it canon now that they do that. If they're in a firefight with another ship, fair enough, I'm pretty sure on Mevius, the object that needs to be beamed needs to be tagged first. But we still know from Endgame that the Toker are still on the good ships. Surely they've tagged any number of them. And as soon as we get in a firefight, we can just beam it behind us and get out of there or beam it away somewhere. It is a problem, isn't it? If they try to factor in some idea that it was only possible with the ZPM, or it was only possible because there was that much naquida in uh, the structure. Yeah. It could probably have been sold with a simple line of dialogue. Forgotten about now. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing they did do with, like you say, with the trackers. Mm. You know, that explains a lot why they couldn't just beam people out. Yep. Now they've got a lot of Asgard scanners on board the Daedalus. That kind of goes out the window. Mm. But let's not worry about that. No show's ever going to be perfect, and half the fun is discussing and spotting the little nitpicks in it. Otherwise, it wouldn't have got past season one. Quite right, yeah. They would have got rid of the gold bond here. <laughs> Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Time for some feedback and a selection of the upcoming birthdays. On the 24th of November, Danielle Nicolette will be celebrating her birthday. She played Reese in the Stargate SG-1 episode Menace and appeared in the long-running comedy Third Rock from the Sun. More recently, she has been in the short-lived Family Tools and guest-starred on Elementary. Also on the 24th, Dwight Schultz has his birthday. He was, of course, Murdoch on the A-Team and Barkley in The Next Generation, but also played The Keeper in the SG-1 episode The Gamekeeper. On the 26th, Ryan Robbins has his birthday. He was Landon Radim in five episodes of Stargate Atlantis and starred in Sanctuary. He also appeared on Battlestar Galactica, Caprica and The Killing. On the 27th of November, Bill Nye, the science guy, appeared as himself in the Atlantis episode Brainstorm. And last but not least, on the 29th, Janina Gavankar will be celebrating her birth. She has guest starred on True Blood, Arrow, The L Word, and played Sergeant Dusty Marat in the excellent Atlantis episode Whispers. We have some Facebook, Google+, and homepage feedback this week. On our G Plus group for the Trinity episode, Jeffrey posted, This was one of my favourite. This and trio. Oh, and duet. I replied, Before you know it, the favourite list starts getting a little too long. Matt Cap posted, This is also one of my favourite episodes. Thought more of these types of episodes should have been done more often. This is also one of my favourite episodes, and I thought more of these type of episodes should have been done. Also, I would like to add that if I headed the team on Atlantis, 90% of them would be working on getting the ZPM lab working. A city that would use more than three ZPMs and not have a lab, where they can be made quickly is insane. I replied, good point, they had a limited lifespan, so the ability to produce them would be local, and Atlantis was the pinnacle of their technology. On the Facebook group, Brad posted on the Trinity thread, Ah yes, McKay and his ego. And Gate Tech Alpha 6 pointed out his lack of surprise over my use of the Daedalus screenshot. I've started pinning the current episodes at the top of our Facebook timeline. If you are viewing on a mobile device, you may have to click a button or tab to see the post, as it won't automatically open up, which seems a little counterproductive. On a standard browser, everything seems fine. Misa Buckley, who we chat with on Twitter, also took time to post a comment on the GateGas website. I have a true love-hate relationship with Trinity. The discovery of Doranda is alright, up to the point where the writers decide to eradicate Rodney's character development, in preference for the plot. Then Elizabeth's public dressing down. Isn't she supposed to be a diplomat? 
Trinity could have been a great story. It's a shame that it didn't turn out that way. I replied, I thought Rodney's reaction suited him and underlined how unique the opportunity was. Even Raddock seemed like an excitable school kid around this new technology. Perhaps it was better suited to a younger McKay, so before getting a life lesson when assigned to Russia. And I liked it, although they didn't really make the most of the opportunity Pratcher and the team could have provided. Misa is a published author, and I'll post a link to her website in the show notes. And in relation, another Twitterino, Alison Venazio, sent us a link to her Stargate Command Survival Guide, How to Survive the Time Loop, which she posted a few days ago. A fun read, and again the link will be in the show notes. That'll do for now, but as always, we would love to hear from you about all things Stargate and Gatecast. If you do want to get in touch, then I'll just paste in the pre-recorded contact details, and then we'll get back to the show. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using generic Stargate, or more specifically, Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular. And you can find us at the Gatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. Okay then, that was Ex Deus Machina. Next week we are back on Atlantis for part one of two. First episode is called Instinct. And, in case you don't remember, it stars Dual State. Something to look forward to. Fairly recognisable, but you can say she's in there. If you've got any feedback for this episode, or next week's episode, or in fact any episode, we'd love to hear from you. We're always on the lookout for anybody who fancies joining us for an episode. Believe it or not, Brad doesn't join us for every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but he has been gracious enough to fill in the gaps and put himself out to join us when we've needed somebody. And that has been pure gold. Yep, and it's easy, people. All you need, Scott. And all the same times I've just been using my iPhone. Just having an hour-long conversation with someone over the phone. Yep, seems to work okay. Yep, very easy. Okay, then. Thank you for joining us, everybody. I've been Mike. I've been Brad. See you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.